Good evening, my darlings, and welcome to Marley's Ghosts. It's time for another Dreadtime story. Now get yourselves all tucked in. Ready? Good. Let's begin. Tonight's story is The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered, weak and weary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, oh, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor, I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my book surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named... Lenore, nameless here forevermore. The silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating to some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This is it and nothing more. Presently, my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here, I opened wide the door darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into the darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the darkness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore, merely this and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, I said, surely, that is something at my window lattice. Let me see then what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment in this mystery. Explore, tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here, I flung the shutter, when with many a flirt and flutter in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he. Not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with the mien of lord or lady perched above my chamber door. 
perched upon a bust of Pallas just above my chamber door, perched and sat and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thou crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meeting, little relevancy bore, for we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered till I scarcely more than muttered. Other friends have flown before, on the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken. Doubtless, said I, what it utters is only stock and store caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his songs one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of the bird and bust and door. Then, upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking fancy unto fancy, thinking what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore meant in croaking and nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er. She shall press, ah, oh, nevermore. Then, Methought the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tuft floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee by these angels. He has sent thee respite, respite, and nepenthe from thy memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh, quaff this kind nepenthe and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven. Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil. Prophet still, if bird or devil, whether tempter sent or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all daunted on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? 
tell me, tell me, I implore. Quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil. Prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden if, with the distant Aiden, it shall clasp a saint and maiden whose angel's name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word or sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out of my heart and take thy form off my door. Quote the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting. Still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas just above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming. And the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out of that shadow lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. The End Thank you for listening to Marley's Ghosts with me, your ghostess, Deborah Marley. You can connect with me on Instagram at Marley's Ghosts, or you can send me an email at Marley's Ghosts Podcast at gmail.com. I love hearing from you. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to support the show, visit my Patreon where we have lots of tiers to choose from, each with their own special treats. Also, rate and review so our community of Dreadtime listeners can grow. Until next time, my darlings, sleep well.